Welcome back to another Semiconductor episode. Today, we're going to take a closer look at Intel, NVIDIA, TSMC, and ARM. Uh, obviously, we're going to start off with Intel and NVIDIA, and we're going to discuss something about the AI market. But if this is your first time here, guys, make sure to hit the thumbs up, make sure to hit the subscribe button, and let's get started with today's episode. All right, so the first one I want to take a closer look at, like I mentioned, is Intel. On September 11, 2023, this was yesterday, the company did kind of showcase the strength of its AI market. Market. And if you guys watched the semiconductor update yesterday, I talked a little bit of how NVIDIA continues to be the king um, or, or the leader here in the AI market. Um, and one of the best places to be able to do this is by looking at MLPerf. It is a benchmark that shows the strength in numerous kind of workloads of how certain hardware um, uh, is kind of optimized for AI solutions, right? So on September 11th, um, we did see that Intel showcased its products again. Uh, they kind of did these benchmarks with the Habana Gaudi 2 accelerators. Um, they also did it with the fourth generation Intel Xeon scalable processor, and they also did it with their Intel Xeon CPU Max series. Uh, so very interesting, right? We can see an accelerator and two kind of CPUs here, and it's being and these benchmarks are used for various kind of tests. One of the tests is kind of the inference and training of uh, a model of GPT.J, which is a six billion parameter large language models. They're also used for things like computer vision and, na and natural language processing models. Uh, so this is very important, right? And obviously, right now, we know the, the leader in the AI market is NVIDIA. So the only way that other companies out there can showcase, hey, look, we are kind of a great alternative to maybe NVIDIA's H100 or their A100 is by kind of doing these benchmarks and really showcasing their performance, right? Uh, so and uh, Intel ended up doing this, and they actually provided some great results in certain tests, right? And this is not the first time we've seen Intel perform these benchmarks. Intel also provided uh, another update on June um, where we kind of saw their performance. And this is what really got me excited about Gaudi 2. So they do kind of give us some results about the Habana Gaudi 2 results. They do mention that the Habana Gaudi 2 inference performance results for the GPT.J provides strong validation of its competitive performance against the NVIDIA H100 and the NVIDIA A100. It does mention that Gaudi 2 de delivers compelling performance versus NVIDIA's H100 with H100 showing a slight advantage of roughly 1.09 on the server workload and 1.28 times on an offline performance related to, relative to Gaudi 2. So in my opinion, this really showcases the strength of Gaudi 2. I'm surprised they are so close to each other. Again, it probably also depends on the workload itself. Um, Gaudi 2 does outperform NVIDIA's A100 by 2.4x on server and about 2x offline. So we can see Gaudi 2 is definitely a great alternative compared to the A100 and even to the H100 it's not necessarily the worst case ever. Uh, they do mention with Gaudi 2 software updates release every 6 to 8 week Intel expects to continue delivering performance advancements and expand model coverages in MLPerf benchmarks. Uh, so overall, I am excited. I do believe Intel is showcasing their strength in the kind of uh, AI market, especially with their Gaudi 2 accelerators. Uh, they also kind of showcase that... Um, 
Uh, Intel Xeon, right? Intel submitted, uh, which is their server CPU. They do mention that Intel submitted all seven inference benchmarks, including GPT.J on fourth generation Intel Xeon scalable processor. Additionally, right, obviously their big competitor here is AMD. They mentioned Intel remains the only vendor to submit public CPU results with industry standard deep learning ecosystem software. Uh, so overall, we can see kind of Intel showing that, hey, look, there's other CPU players out there in the server market. Some people might think they're better, but look, why are they not going out there and kind of showing these public results or kind of entering into these benchmarks themselves? So something to keep in mind now, Overall, I do believe Intel is definitely moving in the right direction with this AI market. Uh, I want to say there is an article by EE Times that really kind of showcased a lot of the great information that I just mentioned. Um, and, and one of the things that we also heard about yesterday, if you guys watched yesterday's episode, uh, NVIDIA did their test with their H100. They did it with their A100. They did it with their Jensen. But they also submitted tests with their Grace Hopper Super Chip. Uh, and they do mention that... Um, here with EE Times, we can see a little bit more of the results. They do mention that Grace Hopper's inference scores improve on the H100 with Intel Xeon system submitted by between 2 to 17% across the workloads. Um, so obviously, for those that are not familiar, NVIDIA has these supercomputers, the DGX H100. The DGX H100s are powered by NVIDIA's H100 GPUs and Intel Xeon processors. Uh, but the new Grasshopper, which is a mixture of a CPU and a GPU, um, is showcasing that, hey, because of NVIDIA's kind of NVLink, of course, uh, be able to kind of control the power depending on workloads, Grasshopper is showing some big performance, I believe 17% growth um, is great, um, especially against kind of a H100 and Intel Xeon system. So overall, that showcases the strength of Grace Hopper uh, and their product. Um, kind of showcasing, I do have some images that came here from EE Times. Uh, here is a pretty cool uh, kind of, of some of the inference workloads. There are a nice amount. We can see NVIDIA's 8 H100 SM SXM. This is the one using Intel's Xeon GPU. Um, it, it is completely dominating the market, right? There's no one close except when we take a closer look. Intel Habana Labs, which is going to be uh, the Gaudi 2 with an Intel C server CPU process, is it's not that bad, right? It, it's definitely pretty strong. Uh, Qualcomm definitely has some other solutions as well. So Qualcomm is also showcasing some of its strength here. Uh, so pretty interesting to kind of see these benchmarks. Um, now here we can kind of take a closer look at kind of some other test results. And here we're seeing the GH200, which is the Grace Hopper, uh, the Grace Hopper super chip. And we can see in certain workloads, it is better than the H100. And again, we continue to see how the Gaudi 2 is definitely, definitely a great competitor to NVIDIA at the moment. So it's pretty interesting. The other thing that we are seeing is uh, Habana, uh, Gaudi 2, you're able to kind of interconnect numerous GPUs. This is something that maybe certain other players outside of NVIDIA can't really do. So that's obviously another strength from Gaudi 2 and becoming kind of a great, great um a great alternative to the H100. So Intel investors, I'm pretty sure you guys are super excited. If we take a closer look at Intel stock, I wonder how it's doing. Intel right now is up roughly 1.5%.
Now, I want to take a closer look at some more Intel news, but I just want to say thank you guys for the support. We just hit 27.8. I'm trying to hit 30,000 subs by the end of the year. So if you haven't, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. I truly, truly appreciate it. I do have a master's degree in electrical engineering. I do a lot of semiconductor research. I've worked at a pretty cool, pretty cool companies, right? So uh, I do have a weekly exclusive video membership program. Check out the join uh Click join to learn more about this exclusive weekly video. If you want a special offer to fool.com, check out fool.com slash Jose. Free newsletter, josenaharo.substack.com. Free semiconductor news, semiconductorwatch.com. And finally, finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. All right, so the next topic I want to take a closer look at is Intel. Reports today on September 12th that Intel to sell minority stake in IMS nanofabrication business to TSMC. So Intel today announced that it has agreed to sell approximately 10% in the IMS um, to TSMC. I'll explain a little bit more about IMS in a bit. Um, And this values IMS at roughly $4.3 billion. Um, This is very consistent to the company, uh, to the valuation it had about uh, two months ago. Um, We did see earlier in June 21 of 2023 that uh, Intel also sold roughly 20% of IMS to brand. Uh, Bain Capital um, at a valuation of roughly $4.3 billion, right? So the valuation still stays the same. Intel will remain majority owner of IMS, which will continue to operate as a standalone subsidiary under the leaderships of their current CEO. They do expect the transaction is expected to close in the fourth quarter of 2023. So I am going to explain a little bit of what IMS does in a bit. Um, but overall, we can see kind of Intel really focusing on diversing some of its assets, collecting that money and really using it to kind of improve its manufacturing aspects and maybe some other kind of innovation and investments that the company is doing. So I really do like this move for Intel. Intel, in my opinion, is definitely moving in the right direction and we're definitely seeing it with the stock price. So for those that are not familiar with IMS, they are an established industry leader in multi-beam mass grinding, which is a tool required to develop advanced EUV lithography machines, which is broadly adopted in leading-edge technology nodes that enable the most demanding computing applications, such as artificial intelligence and the mobile market. So it's a tool needed to kind of create some of these EUV machines. Uh, So uh, pretty interesting there, right? It kind of just showcases that this investment demonstrates the deep industry collaboration IMS is pioneering to advance critical lithography technology for leading edge nodes, which will benefit the entire semiconductor manufacturing. Um, and right, TSMC, this is not the first time they've worked with IMS. They've actually been working with IMS since 2012. Uh, so this is just investments continue to be show a long-term partnership between TSMC and IMS to accelerate innovation and enable deeper cross-industry collaborations. Uh, So pretty interesting stuff here. Um, Intel initially invested in IMS in 2009 and ultimately acquired the remaining stakes in 2015. I'm pretty sure TSMC was a little bit salty about that. Uh, But overall, they are kind of improving this kind of 
tool needed uh, for things like EUV, like I mentioned, right? That sophisticated mask writing tools um, that re these lithography machines rely on. Uh, so pretty interesting. I really like Intel kind of diversing, and it's pretty cool to see that in partnership with TSMC. And it kind of just showcases, right? Intel and TSMC are competitors, but they're still willing to work together to kind of advance the future of semiconductor manufacturing. Um, next, I want to take a closer look. There are reports that TSMC is to invest roughly $100 million in ARM's IPO. I'm honestly not going to invest at least on IPO day. We'll see how things go on. Um, but for those that are not familiar, IPO is expected to be tomorrow um, with, a uh, with a valuation, I think, of 50 plus billion dollars. I know the stock um, the stock is going to be somewhere around 47 or 52. Um, it's more likely going to be in the higher range. And once it goes public, it's probably going to go much, much higher. So I'm kind of staying away from that. Uh, so that's all I have for kind of updates affecting the semiconductor market right now. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Take care. Have a good day and see you next time.